0: Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Bill Frields, and I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we take it apart and look at it from different directions and hopefully bring some wisdom and experience to the table and help you bring your gigs and your gear to the next level. That is our mission. You'll find it plastered all over the homepage of our website, practicalbase.com. We hope you'll come visit and do leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the podcast, this episode, or any others that you've heard. You can leave us feedback through a form on the website, or you can just email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. Or you can reach out to us on social media. Look for Practical Base on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, even Instagram. We'd love to see pictures of you, your gear, anything you've picked up over the course of your travels, or listens to our podcast, for that matter. Um, and we also hope that you'll subscribe and share this out. That really is how the podcast stays alive. It means a lot to us that you guys are out there. Please uh, please help us out by, by subscribing and sharing the episodes to your friends and your colleagues. So, Dave, I think we have a pretty special episode today, something we have not tried before, right? Yes. What are we doing? Tell me, Dave. Tell me, oh, Dave. What are we doing?
1: Under compression.
0: Under compression. <laughs> we're going to so this this episode we so I'm gonna confess something. Like yeah. we you know, we take our episodes pretty seriously and we write some notes beforehand so we you know kind of have an idea where we're gonna go outline wise and you know that way it's a, it's not a it's not a snooze fest or at least not as much of one. Right. right?
1: Not like, so willy-nilly. Yeah. We kinda, we're very planned and practical.
0: Yeah, stay a little focused because you know, we want to get the information to folks. But we're taking a little bit of a left turn. We have not done notes for the show because there really wasn't a way to elegantly script it. We're we're going to do something different. Buckle um, up. Yeah, buckle, buckle up. up. There's going to be there's going to be actual sounds of basses coming at you. Uh this episode is not meant for us to show off skills. This is just we're going to try and demonstrate something that we talked about in one of our most popular episodes still to this date. Yep, which was about compressors. Yes. The compressor is like a, it's like a, not a Swiss army knife, but it's like a, it's a necessary tool. It's like a, if you were on the, if you were digging yeah. into a beach, like, or, or if you were like in battle, this would be like your shovel for right. digging your foxhole. Right. Right. It's
1: actually like, no, I think that's a good point. Like when you talk about like the pedals and effects, right. A lot of, um, basis are going to say, you know, uh, I, th- I think the, the natural course is your first is your your tuner yes. pedal, right? Yes, and it And it can be a pedal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's when you're like, okay, instead of just the clip-on, I'm going to do also, I'm going to do the pedal because I'm live and there's a right. lot of things going on. The second one becomes the compressor. Right. And a compressor is not absolutely necessary because you can do things with your hands to like manipulate it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But once you discover
0: it, it's kind of a gem. Yeah. Yeah, they're really helpful for getting like a certain quality of sound. Um and like you said, not necessary. I mean, you remember we interviewed Igor, he yeah. doesn't use any pedals, right. any sort of effects of any kind. He it's directly from his fingers out to the yep. you know, through the wires to the speakers, but um yeah, I mean, I think a lot of bass players like to have a compressor. It can kind of even out um you know, unplanned mm-hmm things like oh yep. you know if you hit a note a little harder than you meant to it kind of you know can rein it back in you can also make sure that like that that one note that maybe you didn't finger yeah. quite as cleanly and you you hit it a little bit softer it can kind of bring it back up to a level where it's unnoticeable right yeah
1: and a lot of times like I'll, I'll just be like in my in my experience if you have um you know i've played a lot of bases that are not super nice like they're not in the 500 plus range right or thousand plus range and there's there's an inconsistency from string to string and you can't fix it with strings like there gets a point where it's just like you've you've managed everything compressors really clean it up
0: yeah yeah they can do a lot for a bass that's in kind of rough shape and and hasn't Mm -hmm. been like you know, hasn't been engineered or, or set up well or whatever the case may be i mean it won't fix every problem but they're just helpful compressors yeah. are helpful to have around just yeah. no two ways about it um, and they're especially good for slap and pop because they can keep you know your funkier lines or whatever from like hitting your audience in the face but Yeah, so we we talked a lot about compressors in another episode, so we're not going to talk about everything about compressors. It's awesome. Go check out our episode on compressors. It's back in the archive. You can find it at practicalbase.com. Just look back through the episodes. I'm pretty sure it was among our first 10 episodes that we did. So if you go back to the very first page, you will find it in there. And thanks, Paul, for keeping me in line, because well, I was
1: ready to go back to that episode. Uh, it was a
0: good episode. It was a good episode. It was very popular. Yeah. There's, you know, it's, you want to go back to your hometown. It's like, you know, it's it's fun. It's and just
1: for the record, this is what happens
0: when there's no script, right. by the, the way. You guys are, yeah, you're hearing, <laughs> this is like, when we don't make notes, we just go off on a tangent. It's, it happens. So compression. So, yeah, compression. So here's what we're going to do. So we've got a base here and uh we've got it's basically running um through our through our compressor we've got now what we happen to have here is a compressor it's a mark-based tube-based compressor pedal it's got um six knobs on it and just so you guys know from left to right they are gain threshold ratio attack release and volume and we're going to just spend a couple minutes just reminding you what these do and we're going to kind of demonstrate them. Now we thought this would be a cool episode to do because we did this whole thing on compression, but we never actually had any any way for you to hear what the results are on a bass when mm-hmm. you use these controls. So we have a bass that is on here, like this is kind of an uncompressed signal right here. There you go, just a couple notes. That's what you get. Right. So that's just a raw signal coming out. And what we're going to do over the course of the episodes, we're going to twiddle these knobs. Um, we're going to tell you what we're doing, and as we twiddle them, you're going to kind of hear the effect of what's going to happen on the bass. Right. So, yeah. So just a reminder of how these work. So you're, you know, we starting from left to right, right? We've got gain, and on this particular model. The gain is the first thing because what it what it really is is it's just a it's adjusting the input level of the bass. So, you know, if you have a very loud bass, you might turn that gain knob down a little so that you're not fuzzing out the compressor before you start. This particular compressor has a tube in it. Um, and if you, you know, turn the gain up too much, it's going to be kind of, you know, fuzzy and sizzly because you're going to get – you're going to kind of overdrive the, the tube a bit. That might be an effect that you want. Is the um, – just for clarity – is the gain like, does it start at zero? No, no, actually. So the gain, it, it's it's like an addition thing. And I think they have like a buffer in there. So you pretty much adjust the gain up to where you are comfortable. Like you're not getting any fuzz on the top of the base. And right. then you turn it back just a little bit from there. So you're getting a perfectly clean signal. Got it. If okay. that's what you're looking for. Right? right. That'll be one way to use it. Um. So the next thing is threshold. The threshold knob is... Is going to determine when, like, how loud does the base signal have to be before the compressor decides to kick in and do something. Right. And so it goes, you know, the knob goes from left to right. And on the right, basically, the threshold is like all the way up towards zero dB. Zero meaning like that's the highest. Threshold is basically level, it's levels that are in negative dB. So in other words, zero is the highest it can be. Like that means full on, nothing but signal. You would, you know, probably just be clipping at that point. And then you bring the threshold down to say, oh, okay, at negative 10 dB, like 10 dB below that peak, I want to start compressing. Or negative 20 dB, 20 dB before the peak, I want to start compressing. And the more you turn it back towards the left, the lower the threshold gets. So in other words, zero is all the way to the right. And then as you turn it backwards, Uh you're kind of lowering the threshold, if that makes sense.
1: Does that makes sense. So me? then, so then, the more um, so if I'm going, um, yeah, okay. So if I'm going closer to like, on the the counterclockwise side, if you're right? if
0: you're turning it counterclockwise, you're lowering the threshold. So Which zero, is, zero is all the way up, and then you're turning it down from like negative one, negative two, negative three, and keep going right. backwards downward. Okay. Yep. Yeah, got it. So and and this may not work the same on every compressor. You got to look at your manual to see you know how yours works. Yeah. But that's how this one works. Got it. The next thing you got is ratio. Now, ratio uh, is basically the number of dB they are going to be reduced when the compressor kicks in or the amount they are going to be reduced, right? So um, if the ratio is two to one, then that means over the threshold value, it would take two dB more signal to make the signal coming out only go up one dB, right? If the ratio- Which is like discrete. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like relatively discrete. Two to like- Two to one is very gentle. Yeah. Gentle. Four yeah. to one, three, you know, somewhere between two and a half and four to one often is what you're going to see for bass. But that's not, that's kind of, more, that would be like kind of modern, like a, a modern mm-hmm. equivalent, but you can find like vintage bass units will be more like uh, six, seven, eight ratio of like six, seven, eight to one. Right. And they are like, they're, they're really going to kick in. And the yeah. that ratio is a, it's like the character of the compressor. Like how squashy is it? And you know the higher it gets, basically it means the more squashed the signal is going to be over that threshold limit. Um, right. If you turn the ratio all the way up on most compressors, it becomes what's called a brick wall limiter. Now there may be an actual number for what it matches. Like some compressors will only go up to like ten to one at most. Some of them will go to like a hundred to one. Like when you get to the very last bit, yeah. You know you may be going like, oh, now it's one two two and a half three four seven ten twenty a hundred like yeah you know at the end it like basically becomes like a, like like i said a limiter and that means the base signal will not go above that no matter how yeah. loud you try and play it
1: is this right? the, is that the knob where like sometimes we'll see infinity
0: yes sometimes you'll see infinity there and that basically yeah. means like it just it caps and that's yeah. it that's all you get okay okay so the next thing is attack an attack is basically how fast the compressor is going to clamp down when it sees the signal start going over the threshold. So on this particular compressor, um, the attack value is, think of it as time. So yep. the more you turn it up, the longer a time it is, right? So think of it as like in milliseconds. If you, if the attack is all the way back at, to the counterclockwise as far as yep. it will go, like, that yep. basically means it's going to clamp down as quickly as it can. And it may be like fractions of a millisecond. Who knows? When you turn it all the way up, it's going to be a lot more than that. Probably hundreds of milliseconds, maybe a hundred milliseconds or more before it, before it clamps down.
1: So then if like, if we're talking about attack, like if your attack is really short, right? Yep. If it's, and, the, and, the, yeah. and then your ratio is really high. It's going to be very squashy. It's going to be super squashy. Very squashy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got The more,
0: you. like, typically you use a longer attack um, if you're trying to let transients out. And the transient is like that first snap of an attack, like the pluck of the string or even more like the pop of a, yeah. you know, of a funk note. Right. Um, you want like if you don't let that through, it sounds weird and squashy. Right. So you want some of it to come through and then quickly clamp down so that it's yeah. not like continuing to be loud for very long. Right. Okay. And the same thing goes for release. The next knob, again, it's a measure of time. The short from short on the left side all the way turning it up to more yep. on the right side, and the release is how long it's going to take for the as the for the compressor to kind of like let go of the compression. And typically what you would do is like, if you're trying to, for it to be subtle, you'd have a shorter release, right? If you want it to be more kind of sustain, you turn up the release. So the compressor stays active longer. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Now, finally, there's a knob called volume, and this is similar. Sometimes you'll see this called makeup gain in some, uh, compressors. It might be called gain. Like the gain may be the last knob, as opposed to ours, like the gain on our, where we have a knob called gain, that's the input gain. Right. In this case, the volume, which is on the right, what that is, it allows you to make up for the compression um, so that if you're if you're heavily compressing, the signal's probably going to get quieter sounding. Yeah. So you can turn up the volume so that it matches your original volume more closely, but just has a much more even sound. And we'll play with all these. All right. So we ready to try this? Yeah. All right. So, so where are we going to start? All right. So let's do this. To start out with, let's turn the ratio all the way down, mm-hmm. and let's yep. put the threshold at I would say about one o'clock. Okay. Which is a very high threshold. Like it, it's gonna we're going to get really loud. I think to turn the compression on. Maybe yep. maybe even one thirty or two. We'll start there. All right. So let's make the attack. Um, let's make the actually let's put the attack at about yeah at about probably about two p.m. Hmm on the knob yep. and I would say let's put the release at about 10 a.m 9 yep. a.m 9 a.m let's make that about 9 a.m it's gonna be very fast okay. release so slow attack okay very fast release and let's we'll see what the volume's at where it is hopefully the the signal will be here good here and I'm just gonna like I'm gonna do some slap and pop because I feel like that is easier to hear what's going on we'll probably do a couple different riffs, riffs or something like, yeah all right so we'll have like a like probably not seeing the the uh, light come on on the compressor at this point right and the reason for that is the the threshold set very high and even if it did come on the ratio set it basically pretty much nothing like no yeah. compression so let's do this that so that was one signal here is the here's the slap without any without any compression All right, so there we go. Just Those are just some slaps and pops. Um, now, let's do this. Our compressor is on now, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's do this. Let's turn the ratio up to, let's do about two and a half or so, which let's say that's about 1030 on the dial, maybe mm-hmm. 11. Yep. All right, and let's see. So turn it, Turn the pedal a little this way so we can see where the light's coming on here. Still really nothing's happening, and I think that's because the threshold is set very high. So let's turn the threshold back to about Mm -hmm. 1130, where it's just starting to kick in. Okay. I think I can reach that kind of volume. Yep. Not doing a whole lot. You're not going to hear it being very squashy. So here's what we're going to do now. Let's turn the ratio up all the way. All the way. This is a crazy, crazy ratio that we're going to. So this is really going to be a brick wall limiter. Uh, hear how that like, hear how it really made it quieter? Yep. Because basically over that level, it's not letting any more right. sound out at that point, pretty much. Right. So now you could, what you could do is you could turn the threshold up at this mm-hmm. point. Right. To get. Okay. Yep. And now it's going to be doing it less. So let's say, I don't know, like like 11.30 Mm -hmm. maybe or noon. Yep. A little louder than it was, but still. It's still limiting though. Right. Right. So let's get that threshold down again at about 11.30. Yep. Yep. So we're probably, I don't even know what the values are. On this particular unit, you can't read numbers off of it. Right. And that's fine. Let's turn the ratio down to, I don't know, I, I find that like about 1130 for the ratio is good too. Yeah, Usually. Or you know, maybe 11, 11, 1130, something like that. All right. Now we're doing just the slightest amount of compression at this right. point. What I would do so typically what I would do at this point is I would pick, you know, a ratio. I probably go a little bit higher in the ratio. Yep. And then I turn the threshold down a little more. That's a pretty neat sound. Right. Like that's it sounds very even. Yep. right yeah so let's do some now let's play with it and make it really weird yeah let's do turn the attack um we're going to take the attack which is right now a fairly slow attack that means slow attack meaning it's Mm -hmm. long it takes it's a longer time it's turned up to before it kicks in pretty far yeah right let's turn the attack way down in other words make it really 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 fast
1: yeah
0: okay so this is super fast is that as fast as that as fast as it's going to go yeah like, like all the way yep. all right let's see what happens all right you're not getting here yeah.
1: like,
0: it's like moi moi you hear that yeah sounds terrible that's awful so weird <laughs> I mean it almost doesn't even sound like I'm plucking. It sounds like I'm turning a note on like a keyboard bass right. almost. Which is not bad. I mean you would have to mind, like but. Yeah. I mean, and if
1: you were playing like really slow and gentle.
0: Yeah. There's just no like there's no it has no <laughs> there's, there's no transient yeah. on it now. Yeah. Yeah. So turn that huh. attack back up to about like um two or two thirty. Yeah. Now we're getting a little bit more of that right. juice out of it. So right now we've got a release that's very slow. Right. So like turn that and turn that a little bit this way so I can see where Sorry. the lights at. So Oh, apparently I need to adjust the action on this thing, but So that's a fairly like a fairly natural release sound. Right. Um. Turn the release way, way up, way up. Hear all that sustain? Yep. you get a lot oh, of sustain by turning going. the release way up. So is um, is that
1: what controls it? Because there's like, um, so there's this thing that I'll like manipulate with mine. I'll just play with the knobs and try to figure out. But sometimes like if I want, especially if I want a, um, like an effect. Yeah. Like let's say an octaver. Yeah. Right? And I want the octave to like sound super synthy. And I just want one note to run into another. Right. Like, and I play gentle. Yeah. Like I turn the gain up. But I play gentle, and I just wanted to go like we.
0: Yes, you can. What you could do is use a like use a brick wall limiter. Uh huh. And you might even use a a slightly fast a faster attack than you normally would, and then a really long release, ah. and it's gonna sound like it's gonna sound like ba 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 rather than having the like the ba ba. It'll be more like ba ba ba.
1: Like right, it, it,
0: like over evens it out for most things but if you're trying to get a certain sound you can do that and to sustain it from one to the next yeah right right it's like it's that light is still on while i was playing those notes like it's still hanging on there yeah so take the release so here's one thing that you can do that's interesting so um let's do this Let's get back to um, a slow. Let's go to a. Uh, we have a fairly slow attack, which is good. Let's take the release time back down to yep. a pretty fast uh, release. Um, let's say like, eh, like 11, 11, 11 yep. o'clock. And let's see. Our ratio is eh, probably pretty good. It looks like I'd say take the threshold up a little bit from where it is right now. It's fairly low, just a little bit. I'd say like, you know, half an hour or so on the dial. Now, turn the compressor off, and let's hear the difference between the sounds. Okay, here. so here is, you're going to hear, this is compressor off. I'm going to let the note ring, and then we're going to turn it on. Oh, actually, let me do it without the the buzz. Oh, hang on. Like, I'm going to hit the note. (laughs) This is our unscripted thing. I'm going to hit the note. After I hit the note, let it ring for about a second, and then turn the compressor back on. Okay. Here we go. maybe a little faster than that. Let's try one more time off here. It's, we're going to start with the compressor off. I'm going to play the note and then you turn it on. So here I got louder, Oh, right? So that white, it got louder um, because we have our volume set at a certain way yeah. relative to what the compressor is doing. So what we might do is at this point, we might turn the volume down. I would say to maybe 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. And now let's compare them again more time off on that that's pretty good pretty close so so now we are using our makeup gain to make sure that when we click our pedal in we're going to get a pretty uh we're going to get a pretty even tone compared to what we had before so we're not going to like blow up the right drummer or the guy behind the pa or whatever like we're we're changing that volume to match what we've done with the compression right so we're not
1: impacting the yeah. like the output we're just impacting yeah. like
0: the tone yeah let's do so what i'm going to do here is we're going to let's let's hear the compressor off i'm going to do a few like slap and pops and then you're going to turn the compressor off after i do like i don't know like a couple beats worth turn it on and we're going to hear the difference in sound yeah ready <laughs> Like you can hear, hear the notes are like, bah, bah. they're, they're kind of, rather than being kind of like yeah. falling off quickly, yeah a little more sustain on them now. Yeah. But it's holding the, but, it, but I still get the, the percussiveness of the slap and pop right. come through. Yeah. And let's try like, like with some finger style. very even like yeah. it, it seems more even yeah now these differences may be subtle if you're trying to listen to this in a noisy car you may not be getting the full impact of it i would really invite you to um you know try listening to this recording on some um hi-fi headphones yeah yeah the mp3 is going to cut out a little bit of fidelity you know because of the way they are but it should be it shouldn't really affect uh, overall what you're hearing um at the low end of the spectrum and you, when you look at the the waveforms, the funny thing is, I can look at the waveforms on here, uh, you know, on our on our um, on our digital audio workstation where we're recording, and I can easily see the difference of what's going on here. Like it, it really is clear what how things are changing. Um, let's do something that's like going to be a little more. Uh, we're going to do something a little more brutally here. Okay, so we're gonna. Yeah. This will be like, say our our goal here is we are going to slap the heck out of the bass, right? And what we want to do is, I want to let the transient through, right? Um, but I want to really, I want to really chomp down on the sound. But then I want to get the volume back up where it was. So let's do this. Let's take the threshold down just a bit from where it is, like about half an hour or an hour. Let's do, and when I say, for folks on the on the um, listening audience, I'm, you know, I'm talking about like looking at it as a clock or whatever in terms of how much. Okay, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, there we go, like 11 o'clock or or maybe a little less. There we go. That's good. And let's do for the ratio. That's pretty good. Let's let's do that. That's fine. Let's take the attack down a little bit. So maybe to about 130 or 2. And let's take the release. Um let's see. What do I like about that release? Let's let's take the release down a bit um to about nine o'clock. Okay, now we're off, the compressor's off right now, right? Yep. Okay, so let's hear what happens. Okay, it's off right now. I'm going to play, and while I play, you turn it on. So it's off right now. I really evened it up. I think it got a little quieter, though. So let's take the volume up just a smidge, like maybe half an hour. And on. Oh, yeah. Kind of evens it out. Yeah. I'm playing very terribly, but, uh, you know, this is just here to. We're just trying to. I'm actually kind of over accentuating these stupid lines just to like show what Just the compressor is doing. Stretch. Yes. Now without the compressor like that those those right. pops are a little annoying at that right. level. Right. Right. But then with the compressor on. I promise you I was not holding back that time, like yeah. it it just rains them in a little bit, yeah, so these are because the ways, like yeah, because I think
1: the thing is is like um especially when when you get into like the slapping piece, it's percussive, yeah, yeah, there's just less control,
0: yeah, yeah, by by its nature, it's a little more imprecise, I mean not which isn't to say like you can be more precise, I mean, you can, you can. go find like. You know, there's the Marcus Millers out there who are like, you know, that guy, probably you took a compressor away from him. He would still sound like Marcus Miller. It'd be very controlled because he's been doing it for, you know, forever. But for those of us who are mere mortals. On the right, practical side. Yeah. 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 I and mean, he, we can use that little bit of help to just kind of even things out to where they're, you know, yeah. they're the way we like them. And, and, and I think especially
1: on like the slapping side, like I think that's why so many of us like don't – um get into those waters in a live situation. Yeah. Right? Because we know, like, yeah, we could do it at home. It sounds great because it's, like, a controlled environment. But, like, once you get out on a live stage and you're, like, rigged up and you got your amp, sounds great. When you're, like, practicing, whatever, like, you do a couple of notes to make sure the sound sounds right. And then as soon as you start slapping it's huge out there
0: big big difference yeah and so having that compressor really will like it gives you that control yeah um and it really is all about like when you find the sound that you want i think you know the key for me is knowing what especially like that that gain that the input the input versus the output Right. Knowing that part of the reason for doing this is not just to turn the compressor on and then suddenly you get quieter. If that's happening, you're not doing it right. 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 Or if you turn the compressor on, you suddenly get yeah. way louder. Again, probably not doing it right. What you want to do is, you know, set your set the input. If if the compressor has an input volume on yep. it, some of them do, some of them don't, set that to where you know you're not fuzzing or distorting in the compressor. Right. Right. You can hear that with your ears. Um, as long as there's no fuzz on the top, you're good. Yeah. And then the output, like set things. So, you know, again, you're getting the kind of the, the ratio that you want, the compressors coming on when you want it and not when you don't, like when you play delicately, you probably don't want it to be compressing too much because you're trying to play lightly then and you want that to come through.
1: Yes. When you play
0: heavier, that's when you probably want to see it start kicking in and you may not want it to kick in unless you're really, really digging in. That's fine too. Right. So you set it to taste. Yeah. Right. Set all those things to taste. And then adjust that final output right. so that when you are turning the compressor on and off, your volume is staying consistent. Yep. Uh, on the stage.
1: Yeah. That that's well said actually, because I, I think about like um as you were saying that I'm thinking about the process that I go about, mm-hmm. mostly it's not at home. Mm-hmm. Like I don't be and and as I think you've mentioned this in, in um in in a past episode, but we really like Um when I'm practicing, there's no compressor, right? Because I'm just like getting to know my instrument. But it's really but I practice using my compressor. Yeah. When I'm practicing for a gig, I always use my compressor because I'm I know what's gonna happen. I know what's gonna happen. And I'm getting used to like making sure my settings are right because however I take it out of my gig bag, it's always weird. Yeah. Right? Knobs are gonna change. Knobs are gonna change. Environments are going to change. Different band settings are going to change. And really what I'm looking for is different
0: bases are going to change too.
1: Yes. Yeah. And maybe you have like an output where like you've got, you know, a a PA system where you've got a huge like rig and all of that, right? They're all variables. But exactly what you're saying, which is like, make sure if you're... Get comfortable enough with it where you know that what to do when you're on stage before the gig starts that you can tweak it so that you're getting that, like the compression sound that you're looking for at different volumes and where it's really going to start to like crunch down. And that like my last move is always like compressor on compressor off at different volumes. Like how is it changing my output or is it staying the same? And that's the
0: last move. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, that last move is basically, that is where, you know, getting that last, that last link in the chain, that last volume move. That's the thing that does the real magic. Cause it's not all about lowering the loud parts and making them not so loud. Right. That part, what that means is that you can now take the the parts that are coming in a little too quiet and you can raise everything up a little bit Right. and know that you're not going to like blow the roof off by getting too loud. Right? Like now you're now the parts that are coming out too quietly are going to come in more evenly. Yes. So that that really is the the magic of the, yeah. the compressor. And and I'd say the other thing is like a little goes a long way. If you really hear the compressor doing a lot of work, chances are it's too much. Yeah. Like you don't want and we've we've done some examples here that uh, in some situations I would say were too much. Like this yeah. last thing that we did, arguable, right? Yeah. And you know How that works on different compressors, you're going to want to look at how they tell you whether they're compressing. This one has a single light that kind of comes on at a variable brightness depending on how much it's compressing. So if it gets really bright, it's compressing a lot and it fades out as it stops compressing. Some of them are going to give you what they call a gain reduction or a GR level. And that'll tell you, oh, when you popped, I'm taking off like three, five, seven dB. If you see that coming on all the time while you're playing, even when you're playing lightly or delicately, that's probably too much compression, unless that is literally the effect you're going for.
1: Right. Because it can be used as an effect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can, like you can, th- that wild limiting yeah. uh, that we did early on, that might be something that you may want in a, yeah. in some situations. So don't be afraid to experiment. You're not going to break anything, right? Nope. Give it yeah. a try and listen to the different ways that you can use your compressor and go to town. Yeah. Be free. Yeah that it is all about being free be free man well great well that's a great place to wrap up for tonight um so thank you very much for listening Dave and I've enjoyed uh kind of going through a, an unscripted episode and just trying some fun stuff with uh with a bass and an compressor here I hope you guys have enjoyed this it's a little bit different a little off our beaten path let us know give us some feedback don't be afraid to reach out and say hi uh You know, it doesn't matter if you know us or not. We'd love to hear from you. Um, You can do that at the website. Go to practicalbase.com and use the feedback form. Or you can send us an email at podcast at practicalbase.com. That comes directly to Dave and me. We read everything we get religiously. And you can even leave us some suggestions for other topics you'd like to hear us cover. We love to do listener mail uh, like that. We've done a few episodes recently that are like that. So we hope we will hear from you. Also, we would love it if you would subscribe and share. Subscribe and share. It's so important for podcasts like this uh, if we want to stay uh, doing the things that we're doing, that we know that there are people out there interested in it. And the best way to show us that interest is to be subscribed to the podcast. It's very easy if you're using podcasts on your iPhone or iTunes on your macOS device, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, or just about any podcasting app on any platform you can find practical base just do a search for practical base and when the link comes up hit subscribe and you'll get a fresh episode delivered to you every week for free nada zero cost zilch all value nil (laughs) so we until the next time i'm paul frields and i'm dave guzman this has been practical base thanks for listening
1: Yeah, that's Duh. like yeah, cooking in dad. general for us in the summer because we have that like old freaking house and the kitchen that they made, I guess, in the nineteen twenties, was like tiny. It's, like yeah. it's an yeah. eight by eight kitchen with doors. Like in case if you want to trap yourself and kill yourself, I don't know why they put doors <laughs> in there like this is for the woman that's cooking in the kitchen. We're going to trap her right. in there. Just make sure she stays there until that cobbler's done. Yeah, because we don't want to know we don't want to know how hot it is <laughs> from the dining room right next door. Why are there doors on like every aspect of my kitchen? Yeah. It's so small. It's like, yeah. oh, here's a closet. Cooking that. Yeah.